You're listening to The Ecopreneur Show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs and creatives on how they can make a positive and meaningful impact in the world. I'm your host, Vanina. Every other week, I hang out with entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are creating real-life solutions for a more sustainable future. I feel by having raw conversations with ecopreneurs that will keep on inspiring us to take action in our own lives. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, entrepreneurs! I just want to let you know that this episode was recorded during my San Francisco Bay Area tour in early March before COVID-19. Um, but yeah, the content may be a little bit different, but I truly hope that this will be a small source of inspiration for you during these times. Um, but yeah, I hope you are well, staying safe and healthy, and let's get to the episode. My guest today is Derek Chow, who 18 months ago left a stable corporate job, taught himself to code, and built an app that has since helped grocery stores and small businesses divert over 25,000 single-use plastic bags and containers from the landfill. Okay, so Derek, thanks so much for being here on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Vanina. Uh, Yeah, can you give a quick uh, introduction about what Filjoy is? Yeah, sure. So uh, Filjoy is my company, and our mission is simply to make it easier for people to shop zero waste. Um, And we want to create a cultural movement around that. We're a technology company. Our first product is a weighing app that we uh, partner with grocery stores um, as well as zero waste shops uh, just to make this process easier for both customers and the store owners. Uh, essentially, it's a tablet hooked up to a scale or, or smartphone hooked up to a scale. And we utilize these reusable RFID tags. So you can think of it as tap to tear. So for anyone that's uh, tried to shop um, with their own container before, whether you know at a mainstream grocery store or you know even zero waste shops, sometimes there can be some friction in the process, whether it's writing down PLU numbers, taking a picture, of the PLU, um, you know, if you're shopping bulk groceries, some POS systems, even like a Square or Shopify, you can't actually enter the tear weight. So, uh, you know, these poor store employees have to be busting out a calculator, or they use the tear button on the scale, which ties up the scale. So then you've got sort of um, customers waiting. So the the idea behind Filjoy is um, to just use technology to streamline this process and just get people, encourage people to shop more with their own containers and check them out faster, and also just create a delightful experience. I think that's awesome because I relate to that 100%. I have definitely been the person holding up the line. Yeah. Where, you know, <laughs> the line is just slowly racking up and then there's the new cashier who's sitting there like sweating. Yeah, and yeah. my partner and I were in line for tea and he, for the life of him, could not figure out how to do it. So we just had to like pour the jar into one of my cloth ones oh. and then he put it on the side and then for some reason he couldn't figure out the number and it was like a hundred dollars and we're thinking no tea can't cost a hundred dollars yeah, yeah. and the line is just slowly building up so totally relate to that i have been one of those people um so a little bit about your background so you used to work for google right uh, i did okay, yeah for five years I, I was there for five years so we're in san francisco right now the tech community. Um, and I feel like there's so many people who want to start a business, um, but they have this really cushy, great job and are scared to leave it um, because they have great benefits and great pay. But you 
you know, have started this amazing company, Filljoy. So can you talk a little bit about your experience and the process um, of making that transition? Yeah, yeah. And and I'm glad, uh, you know, we talked before the interview about your own process and your own soul searching and, and that that really resonated with me. And, and a lot of that is true as well. So I, I was doing this job at Google, um, working in digital advertising, you know, I, I and this is actually something I, I was never passionate about. And, you know, Google's doing a lot of amazing things. But, uh, you know, the stuff that I was working on there, I didn't think it was necessarily, you know, doing any evil in the world. But, you know, I wasn't making the world a better place. You know, like you said, it was quite cushy. Um, you know, we were well paid. And the people were great. But, um, you know, for me, I knew that, um, you know, our life on this planet is limited and I, you know, I wanted to be able to deploy my life energy in something that I really believed in and that I could really say I had ownership over as well. And so, you know, like one thing at Google, you know, they, they feed everyone. We have these amazing break rooms with every sort of there, beverage. I have been there. It is very very nice. <laughs> it, it's super nice. And, uh, you know, one thing that I would always see actually is, um, and there was always internal arguments about this. Um, they had a ton of bottled water there and they also just had these beautiful, um, you know, stainless steel cups with fresh filtered water that you could grab. And time and time again, I would just see, you know, my friends, other, uh, you know, coworkers on the floor, just go for the bottled water. And, uh, you know, I was always just, you know, it, it kind of hurt my heart to see that. But I was also always curious about how do you really create behavior change? And, you know, I just felt like, um, you know, w within Google, I wasn't really able to um, do the things that mattered to me and work on the things that I cared about. And so, you know, after after five years, I, I bit the bullet and, you know, without a plan, kind of like you, I, I decided to leave. Um, so, you know, kind of my, my path from Google to Filjoy, I traveled for a little while. You know, I, I always knew I was interested in sustainability and I, uh, yeah, I spent some time woofing um, on a farm, wanted to get closer to our food systems. Um, and my, my now wife, but then fiance, um, was living in Vancouver, Canada and, you know, Canada's actually way ahead of, um, you know, us in terms of, uh, just the refill lifestyle, zero waste culture. And, uh, you know, we began shopping, you know, at uh, a couple stores out there, like for example, the soap dispensary yes. is amazing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I found that. You know, I was like, w w you know, we're doing what? Um, we're, we're refilling your old soap. But, you know, once I got there, like something clicked for me and I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I really like this, you know. And um, it, was, it was just I was filled with this simple but deep joy in uh, refilling, you know, wh whatever it was. Um, so so that that sort of um, in combination with uh, I'll, I'll back up a little bit. Also, as part of my travels, I was staying with um, my cousin who lives in Paris um, and she was actually the first one to introduce me to um, just zero waste. I, you know, we weren't that close, but, you know, I was staying with her for a weekend. And right when I got there, she was like, oh, you know, my, my husband and I, we, we practice zero waste. And I was like, what, what's that? And so she really kind of gave me a crash course and, you know, told me about how, you know, you, all, you know, all the soap they get at the hotels, they take home and they, you know, they reuse and they don't really eat out at restaurants anymore because they're not sure kind of how they're sourcing things. And, um, you know, bringing bread bags. And, and she kind of told me about her journey, which was, um, you know, seeing this documentary um, about plastic in China 
uh, which I, I, I still need to watch. But you know, which just, documentary is that? I, I, I forget the name, but one poignant thing I remember was just how like you know all the plastic you know at least in the past was going to China and uh, to this one region specifically, and the people that lived in that region were suffering as a result. They were having all these health issues, um, and, and so I think that really just drove it home for her. Um, so, so then kind of, you know, going back to, you know, my time in Canada, uh, also around this time, this is a little, about um, a little over a year ago now, um, the zero waste conference came through Vancouver as well. So it was just, um, and, and I got to go and, um, you know, hear these amazing speakers and uh, connect with some people. And, um, so it was just sort of this, uh, I guess, perfect storm of different, um, little events, you know, people in my life, um, and sort of the universe telling me that, um, hey, you know, maybe you should check this out. Um, and, and so I think, uh, you know, Phil Joy has been a few different things before it became what it is now in, in the short period. But, uh, you know, my original thought was I wanted to open a, a zero waste grocery store and, you know, started looking into that. I actually talked to, you know, the health department in Oakland. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, just, just very exploratory research. You know, I just had a conversation with a friend yesterday why, and maybe you know this better than I I do, but I'm surprised that there isn't a zero waste grocery store here in the Bay Area. It's so progressive. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a, uh, since, since um, there, there's a couple women now I know that are starting to work on it. Um, but uh, I think um, a lot of people, it's a couple of things. One is that we do have pretty good bulk options in the Bay Area, although they're not I think zero waste in terms of their supply chains per se, but mm -hmm. you know, if from a consumer standpoint, I think it's you know it's not it's definitely not impossible to try to live a zero waste lifestyle here. Um, uh, you know, around that same time, somebody hit me to the zero waste San Francisco Facebook group, and that's been a real amazing community to connect with. Um, the second thing is, I think you know, the uh, the real estate prices and. Uh, Commercial real estate. I, I I don't know, but that's what I was saying too. I was like, I'm sure real estate's pretty intense here. So. Yeah, I, you know, I was talking with the. Um, I talked to the. Um, I think it's her name is Katarina from Precycle. Oh, I don't know. Her. Um, out in Brooklyn, and and you know, she told me just yeah how long, or just even just watching her journey from afar, it took them took her quite a long time. You know, over a year to find her space, right? And that's in Brooklyn, and. Um, so, so I was definitely, I think, a little gun shy, you know, as a result. And um, so, so then I thought maybe like, okay, instead of a brick and mortar grocery store, I'll make it like a food truck. So then I started, um, you know, uh, out here, my old dentist uh, started in a, in a trailer. It's like a fancy, you know, uh, dental trailer. And she parked at all the tech companies. It was, it was brilliant. Wow. And that's a great idea. And I thought, what if you could do the same with, um, you know, soap or, you know, have people, you know, bring their containers to work. We have all these tech campuses here. I started looking into biodiesel, electric step vans, you know, really trying to figure out, you know, what that would cost. Um, and, and then finally, uh, you know, when I got back to the Bay after my travels, um, you know, I drove around to these different uh, grocery stores, um, you know, here where I live, and and I chatted with many of them, and I said, you know, uh, how how does one shop with their own container? And you know, for the most part, most of them, you know, allowed you to, but the process was different. Some of them had to use a calculator, um, you know, and and you know, one of the stores I spoke with um, originally that you know we're now partnered with Alameda, 
natural grocery. I they love were that grocery yeah, store, by they're, the way. that's how I found you actually. Oh, really? Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and kind of just as an aside, I think um, you know what I found to um, be most important is. Um, you know, just finding, um, and I think this goes probably for anything in life is in terms of partnership, it's about finding the people, organizations that believe what you believe. And so, you know, with that store in particular, all, you know, all the way down to the front end cashier staff, to the owner, Donna, to the general manager, um, you know, they're the real deal and they believe in this and they've made sustainability commitments. And so, Culturally, it was just, you know, the right fit. And so those are the types of stores that, um, you know, we're, we're definitely trying to partner with. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, just talking talking to these stores, they didn't have a great process. And so, you know, for them, they were like, yeah, if you, you know, if you put something together, we'll, we'll try it. Um, and so, um, uh, so then, yeah, I began building the prototype for Philjoy and got it out to, you know, showed it to, you know, a couple different stores. So how did you, how did you get into sustainability? Yeah. So, um, I, I, I guess, uh, my journey for, with sustainability began back in, uh, high school. I was, um, I grew up in San Diego and, um, I was taking, uh, AP environmental science. Um, and as part of that class, um, you know, for our final project, uh, we were challenged to make one lifestyle change. Um, so some people, you know, help their parents replace all their light bulbs with, um, you know, um, the, the really efficient ones. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me, I, I, uh, I wanted to try and ride my bicycle uh, to school. And so, yeah. you know, I'm 17. I've never done this before ever growing up. And I started, you know, as a senior riding my bike, you know, the three miles each way oh, God. Um, to school. <laughs> um, and, and I think that really kind of kickstarted things for me. Um, you know, through college, I continued to commute my bicycle into my 20s and, you know, became conscious about, you know, just my carbon footprint and, you know, trying to substitute, you know, by foot or train or bike, you know, where I could. And, and I guess if I look back kind of on the, uh, the, the arc of my life, I'm in my 30s now, but, you know, my 20s, it was very much about transportation and just, you know, really trying to to do that, and then you know, just as I learn more about the you know the differing factors contributing to you know climate change, you know, just our food systems and you know all the methane going into the atmosphere. Uh, so a few years ago, I began gradually cutting meat out of my diet and just you know adopted a vegetarian lifestyle. Um, and then, yeah, you know, in, in the last couple of years, it's been around, um, you know, just reducing my, my single use plastic footprint through, you know, refill through, you know, we've started using loofah sponges, um, and a, um, what do you call those dishwashing block? Oh yeah. Um, how do you, how do you like those? Um, I think it's fine. I'm still getting used to it. I think it's the combination of the loofah and the <laughs> block. It, it's oh. hard to get a bit of a lather. Yes. Um, yes. But um, uh, I, I think, you know, we're, we're, we're still exploring our, our options. Yeah. But, um, uh, that has been the, um, my partner have like, for me, I'm like totally fine with all zero waste things, but yeah. he has to say it has to, he's a total usability person. So it's sure. like, it has to, perform well too. Yeah, yeah. So, and it also has to be cost efficient too. Yeah. Um, so I have used, I, I will give you a fair warning. Once you get to the little itty bitty pieces, that's like, 
it's it's really it's sure. really yeah it's really tricky um so i relate to that um okay so you are making you're still making transitions into yeah nice yeah it's i think it's it's a journey i, I still even though i i you know i'm the founder of this company i'm still learning i'm still on my own path um and have things that I'm still working on as well. Well, I love that you're somebody who really lives in allegiance to your values because I think there's a lot of people who will be a greenwash company but will bring a water bottle with them, a plastic water bottle. I've seen it happen so many times for like been to a green conference and everybody's using plastic water bottles. So I think it's so important to also um, live and breathe it too. So I think that's something that I, I think is so inspiring that you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, that's, you know, uh, like I mentioned, there's... I could be working on a lot of different things, right? It could be, you know, drop shipping watches from China or <laughs> totally. working on like marketing automation, but those aren't the things that I, I care about, right? Um, so, so I, yeah, absolutely. I, I try to do my best to also kind of, um, what is it, walk the walk. I think that's great. Um, so let's talk a little about Phil Joy. Um, so do you, do you see for like future plans, Phil Joy just being the social norm and like, big grocery stores like Whole Foods, maybe Costco, I don't know, just like big, big corporate companies. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's obviously the hope. Um, you know, I think uh, part of the original idea behind Philjoy um, as it exists now is, um, you know, for people like you and I who are either already trying to adopt a zero waste lifestyle or um, we are people that are zero waste curious, um, you know, those people will go do the behavior and they'll seek out the store. You know, my hope for Phil Joy is that eventually if it's in, you know, a place like a Sprouts or a Whole Foods, um, it can actually serve as a visual beacon um, and help evangelize the zero waste cause. Um, so I, I'm sure you've had the experience before where you're standing in line, whether, you know, at, at some place with your own container, whether it's takeout or at the grocery store and somebody looks over and they're like, oh, I never thought to do that, but that makes a lot of sense, right? And, you know, I think that type of, um, I guess you could call it just um, evangelism or, um, you know, just visual ambassadorship of zero waste. Um, You know, if we can have this, you know, Philjoy kiosk that just lives by every bulk section, I think, you know, in terms of the adoption life cycle, um, I was just listening to this um, interview TED Talk, but I think... Um, in terms of reaching that tipping point, according to this, it's like you need like 15 to 18% of the population um, doing it. Um, you know, there's like early, super early adopters or innovators, and then eventually like the early majority, I think it's called. I think we're still definitely, you know, not at that 15 to 18% yeah, tipping point. Yeah, where do you point. think we are? If I had to wager a guess, I would say five I don't know five so you know we have a little ways to go right getting there though (laughs) and and then when the tipping point happens that's when like a Whole Foods and a Sprouts and um, you know that's when they have to pay attention right Um, and so I think you know the zero waste movement from what I've seen is you know it's it's definitely growing um, just in terms of the various stores that you know I I have the chance to connect with and um, the ones that are you know even just in planning here in the US so, so yeah, that, that is the hope someday, um, you know, beyond having it in every store, you know, ultimately the vision is that it's like an ecosystem and, you know, maybe someday we'll have, you know, our own custom container that's purpose built for, you know, these types of things. And, wow. Um, Can you explain that a little bit more? What you mean by that? Um, 
No, because okay. it's, uh, it's okay. still, it's not, not because there's anything proprietary, but it's still, it's, it's just, just an idea and a hope that, um, you know, right now the, the, the jars, I, I think I love the idea of like zero wasting ugly, right? It doesn't have to be Instagrammable. Like we use old yogurt containers and stuff. Um, but I just, like that zero wasting ugly. I like that. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, I, you know, we have a couple Mason jars too and stuff, but, um, um, the, the idea that, you know, I, I don't know what it looks like, but the idea that maybe there it has yet to be created this this container that is purpose built for refill in in some way yeah i do feel like as somebody who's a designer too that um i mean i will of course make the effort to bring my glass jars but it's pretty bulky you know it's something yeah. that isn't um super user friendly at all um i mean it's cute and it looks great but when you have like 10 of them they're yeah. just you know on your bike you're just that person that's clanking around all the yeah. time i don't know <laughs> I, I, you, you relate to me because i i'm always that person you know and i have to put like produce bags around it so they don't clank sure. um but i think yeah i i totally agree with you 100% that i think that that's a huge hurdle to get over too is the the containers that they come in too because plastic it's super light it doesn't make a noise it's just you yeah. just grab and go uh, totally um I, I also love using stasher bags they, oh. they just got bought but um yeah great for bulk groceries yeah um but uh, and, and then finally i think you know in terms of the vision and uh right now you know just the app lives you know with the store um but eventually having a consumer facing app that you know yeah. people like you and i can download we can use you know, with Filjoy in some way, but also to track our own, you know, plastic reduction footprint. I think, oh, uh, yes. you know, for someone like me that loves data, I'd love yes. to see my progress. Yes. And, and rewards. Know, and rewards. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, I'm a huge rewards person. So yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so, so I think that's ultimately where I, you know, I, I hope that we can take Filjoy. Do you ever see it being something where it's just, it's so convenient to the level that it is just regular grocery shopping? Yeah, yeah, that that's the hope. And, um, you know, uh, in terms of like the grab and walk out store concept, yes, I was just gonna ask that. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's, um, you know, all of that, at least I've, I've been to an Amazon go store. It's amazing, right? Um, I haven't done them yet. So. Okay, it, it, but the challenge is that it's all, um, at least from what my, my experience there is, it's all packaged stuff, right? Um, because then you add on this additional layer of, you know, selling things by weight or volume. And um, I think it really complicates things. And I think that it's not something that they're thinking about. Um, but that that's ultimately the goal. Thank you of, of Philjoy is to make, um, you know, package free shopping, you know, as easy as, you know, whether current grocery shopping and hopefully, you know, the, the next um, generation of, you know, just grab and go computer vision. Um, I love so, that. Yeah, I that. love that. I'm so excited for Phil Joy to just, yeah, I will be super psyched when I can just grab my uh, silicone bag and walk in and walk out. That'll yeah. be like, I'll be smiling from cheek to cheek. So, yeah, um, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people like these people, who are these people? <laughs> um, so, um, so that's the future plan. So what are you, um, if you can tell us, what are you working on right now? Yeah, you know, right now, um, you know, just uh, still just working on, you know, Filjoy has been around now just for a little over a year. So just working to, um, you know, create a sustainable business um, and, uh, you know, always increase trying to increase the number of partner stores. 
yeah. that we're working with. Do you hope um, to, is there any sort of cities that you're hoping to expand in? Yeah, you know, um, so right now we're primarily in California and also in Toronto. Um, there's there's a lot of um, great energy out there in, in the Ontario area. Um, uh, in terms of the U.S., um, definitely trying to make a trip to Colorado soon. I think that's outside of California. That's where there's a lot of... Um, you know, there, there's there's definitely big zero waste presence there. Um, have connected with some stores out there, um, and so so that's kind of the, just the near term. And um, but definitely have connected with you know o- over a hundred stores. Just you know, wow. as far as you know, Italy, you know, Mexico. Wow. Um, that um, you know are, are curious about Philjoy and how we can make that work. And so um, yeah, you know, the the I think the future's bright, and um, hopefully. Um, you know, with having Phil Joy in the store, it makes the process easier for these customers and encourages them to come back. And, um, you know, we create more converts in that way. Yeah, I think that's our biggest barrier is, you know, just the convenience part of it, too, because, I mean, there's people like us who are early adopters. Um, but I'm kind of the days when it just becomes like the social norm. Yeah, I guess. Um, is it just you on the team or do you have, okay, wow. So you do, you do everything. Yeah. It, it's, it's been, it's been just me, which has definitely been, you know, had, had its challenges. Um, but, uh, and, and, uh, you know, that being said, it, it's, um, I think one of the great things about, um, doing the type of, uh, work that we are involved in, right. Kind of, as I mentioned, like, you know, this isn't, you know, marketing software or selling some kind of, you know, luxury good item. Um, people that are, you know, for the most part doing this type of work and in this space, they do it because they, they care about it. And so even as a solo entrepreneur, um, I've definitely gotten emails and I, I need to do a better job of this, of, you know, people offering help in some way or just wanting to connect. And I think that that is definitely an advantage for, for any entrepreneur that's doing something that's mission driven, that there are people for whom that you know, mission resonates and, um, you can build community from that. You can, you know, just get extra help. You're totally right about that. I never, I never considered that. That's why everybody's so supportive of one another. I feel like it's very non-competitive. Everybody's like, how yeah. can we, you know, keep on expanding and growing and helping yeah. one another? That's true. Versus yeah. in the tech world, it's like, what can you do for me? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, yeah. Kind of real. like a, a rising tide, you know, lifts all boats. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So, for a budding entrepreneur or ecopreneur, what is the best piece of advice that you can give to them? Yeah, uh, you know, I, th- I think I'm still sort of, um, you know, lear- learning things um, myself. But, um, uh, you know, I, I guess it's a double-edged sword. But, you know, as a solo entrepreneur, um, you know, learning to do everything yourself um, first uh, so that you can understand, you know, all the ins and outs of your own business. Um, and then, you know, once you are, are ready, you can then delegate that to, to someone else. Um, you know, this is advice that, you know, I need to follow as no, well. Hard, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, just as a personal example, um, you know, uh, b- before Phil Joy actually wasn't a programmer. Um, I did a little bit of it, um, just in a past life, but, um, you know, at Google, I, I was essentially an a-, a sales analyst. And so I went out and I tried to find, um, you know, like on freelancer marketplaces, I, you know, hit up, you know, the, the, uh, developers I did know and, um, you know, couldn't even get a no, you know, it was just, there was, it was just hard to find, uh, people. Um, and so then I, after a few days of that, I just thought, you know what, I, I'm just going to try to build this. 
And so I think, um, kind of back to your question, um, I think if if you if one wants something badly enough, you know, like we'll we'll figure it out, and you'll figure out how to walk through walls to to get that done. And there was definitely, um, you know, staring up the face of a large mountain to, you know, learn how to you know, build my first app, um, still learning, but, um, I think, yeah, just going back to, well, the interface is beautiful by the way. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. As somebody Uh, who doesn't know that world super well, my partner, uh, uh, does programming and stuff like that too, but I, I, I just, I just see the the front of it. (laughs) Oh, sure. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I think, you know, yeah, having faith in, in oneself, um, and, uh, I guess just, you know, along with that, just a lot of grit. Um, there, there will be a lot of trial and error, I think, and, and no matter what one is doing and um, just just not getting, you know, doing one's best not to get discouraged from that. Um, and, and then I think also now the kind of the, the uh, other edge of that sword is I think if I could go back, I would wait to try and find a co-founder to start things with. Hmm. Um, if anyone's listening and they're in California, the Bay Area, I, I am actually looking to bring on you know, a later co-founder for this. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I believe in the power of team. Um, and, you know, just in this process, I think I've learned which types of things give me energy and which, you know, I, I have to do because it has yep. to get done. Yep. But, um, you know, I think finding a complimentary um, partnership, um, you know, yeah, can really are, accelerate things. Like what sort things. of co-founder are you looking for? Exactly? Yeah, yeah. I think um, so. Somebody who's really passionate about marketing, social media, sales, who enjoys being kind of out in front. You know, I, I like I like talking to you, Vanina. I, lo- I love talking to my customers. Yeah. Uh, I think you know, at my heart, I'm a bit of an introvert, um, and so you know, finding somebody who um, you know, is, is passionate about those types of, um, roles. And, but I think under more so than all of that, I think somebody who, um, is just passionate about, has a passion for zero waste, Mm. um, and tries to live and breathe that in, in their lifestyle. I think, you know, more so than any kind of resume thing, um, somebody that, uh, just embodies those characteristics that that's the type of, you know, organization I hope to build. So, yeah. Well, I'm so excited to see the process of Phil Joy and what you will start doing also too. And whoever's listening too, whoever, you know, feels like they're, you know, reach out to Derek. Um, so how, so how can people connect with you? Yeah. So we're, we're on Instagram. Um, it's, uh, at Phil Joy Co. Um, like that. Uh, you can also email me, uh, just hello at philjoy.co. Um, yeah, th- those are the best ways I think to get in touch. Awesome, Derek. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you, Vanita, for having me. Hey, entrepreneurs. Thanks for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, come on over and join me at The Entrepreneur Show. I'd love to hear your story and what positive impacts you're making in the world. Anyways, hope you're having an awesome day, and I'll see you in the next episode.